Happy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me in the studio are two of my favorite staff members, <laughs> Brittany Melson, the Marketing and Events Director for Downtown Lakeland, and Tony Davila, Clean and Safe Manager for Downtown Lakeland. So welcome to both of you for the show, on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Julie. You didn't really have a choice, did you? <laughs> that's, what you that's what you want to say. <laughs> so, yeah, our, today our show is actually just going to be an LDDA update. We want to kind of update the public on what it is that we're doing, uh, inform people who don't know anything about us what we do, and uh, just kind of talk about some of our uh, great projects that we have and, and some things that are coming up. But before we start our conversation, we always plug or I always plug the upcoming events. So make sure you're taking notes. Uh, if you're driving, then just take a mental note. Uh, we have the the jazz festival that was scheduled. The Swan City Jazz Festival was supposed to be in Munn Park. But due to the uncertainty of the weather, that has moved to the Kathleen High School Auditorium. Uh, so check out swancityjazzfestival.com for all the details, but it is not happening in Munn Park. Uh, of course, that's this weekend, um, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, the Martin Luther King Parade uh, is Saturday on the 20th from 1 to 3 p.m. The parade route is 10th Street and Martin Luther King Boulevard, and you can see the parade route on the city's website, lakelandgov.net. Tonight is Tasty Tuesday, and even though it's blustery out there, we're gonna we're gonna forge on with our events. So if you've purchased tickets, uh, you can certainly come downtown. But if you want to stay out of the weather, we certainly understand. You can save those tickets for a later Tasty Tuesday. They happen every third Tuesday of the month, four thirty to nine p.m. Uh, in downtown. The businesses that are in downtown, the restaurants, uh, the sweet shops, and the bars uh, participate with. Hearty samples, and it's a good time for all. We're not having music tonight, though, because uh, our musician did cancel. It is uh, too rainy in Munn Park and too wet for him to bring his instruments out. So it'll just be uh, the food tasting and beverage tasting part of Tasty Tuesday. And some other great events that are coming up, of course, uh, our annual, um, I'm sorry, not annual, our monthly first Friday event is February 2nd. It's Our theme is Mardi Gras. Brittany's going to be telling us more about that in just a few minutes. February 10th, we have our Valentine Night Market. Uh, February 23rd, which is a Friday, starts our Friday Night Live series. We have live music in Munn Park in the months of February, March, and April. So you can check out uh, the details of each of those shows on our website, downtownlkld.com. And uh, Friday Night Live's February 23rd show is Vintage 6, and they've been with us before at other events. They're a fun group, so you'll have a great time. And we usually have a limited number of vendors, some food, some crafters, uh, some beverages in Munn Park along when we have the band for Friday Night Live. So check that out. And then, of course, uh, our staple, our downtown farmer's curb market every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., five city blocks along Kentucky Avenue in the streets of downtown. And uh, you can get all of your favorite uh, items, produce, lots of food items, lots of crafts, uh, all kinds of great things. And of course, Brittany will tell us more about that as well. Don't want to steal her thunder. But what's fun is that actually we're celebrating 20 years uh, for the anniversary of both the Farmer's Market and First Friday. They both started uh, 20 years ago in 2004. So uh, we won't go 
too back into the history, but we will give you sort of a, a brief history of, of how those things got started at some point. And um, yeah, so I'm going to bring back now Tony and Brittany, who both have <laughs> have steer in the headlight looks on their faces right now because <laughs> I'm forcing them to do this. It'll be fun, guys. Come on. It'll be fun. Let's have fun. Okay. So let's start. Well, let's start off with Tony because Tony looks the most <laughs> fearful. <laughs> Poor Tony. Um, so, Tony, you um, you are the clean and safe manager. Why don't you tell people what the heck that means? Because that's kind of a mouthful of a title that I gave you. It is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, as far as the, the name clean and safety, so for the clean aspect of it, it's really just maintaining the cleanliness of the downtown area. So, over... Like looking over the streets, the sidewalks, the alleyways, um, and then I'm also overseeing the big bellies, making sure there's no trash overflowing. It's working properly. I also check all compactors in the downtown, and um, oversee any maintenance issues or contact Public Works uh, for support. Um, when it comes to safety, uh, so previously I was the armed security. Right. Um, downtown and we did that for just a few months right and we came to the conclusion that it was just something that it wasn't deemed necessary to have an armed officer uh downtown so um kind of scratched that mm -hmm. and um you kindly brought me back <laughs> or roped me back in yes <laughs> roped <laughs> hey now <Right>. watch it <laughs> so um my background is really dealing with like mental health. Mm -hmm. So I used to work in a mental health facility for five years. Um, and I was a lead crisis interventionist. So it was just dealing with behavior and just knowing the techniques of how to handle that. Um, so what I do now, as far as the safety for downtown, I provide assistance for the businesses and need to support dealing with panhandlers, trespassers, retail theft, um, if it's a sketchy person, uh, aggressive behavior. Um, I work along with our downtown officers, and then we maintain safety mm -hmm. um, for all businesses and patrons. Uh, I interact with all the businesses weekly in the downtown area, and I provide guidance with questions or concerns they may have pertaining to safety. Um, the model is always to be proactive, not reactive. So proactive people are always looking for ways to improve their situations, while reactive people simply wait for things to happen. Right. <laughs> Um, I also do a lot of observation while patrolling the downtown area. I look uh, for light post issues, contact Lakeland Electric, mm -hmm. uh, provide them with photos and light post numbers, um, street and sidewalk issues. I contact Public Works with photos and locations, um, signage issues. I will contact traffic and provide photos uh, and location of those issues as well. Um, I also assist with... Um, First Friday, Tasty Tuesday, mm -hmm. with the event setting up. And then we have, like, you know, special uh, events that we do monthly. So I do my best to assist with that. You do pretty good. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot. And, right. and that's a new position that we created. We actually created it in October of 2022, you were not the original um, clean and safe manager. Right. Uh, and even though I was, I encouraged you to apply at that point, you were not uh, not prepared to, to take on that role at that time. So when the clean and safe manager that we did hire moved on, um, which I expected that he would do, it was really helpful because it was able, he was able to kind of be that guinea pig and help us figure out 
the roles and responsibilities of what that job would be. And then right. you were able you have you had more of the security side um, and the mental health uh, training. So that was um, you were able to come in and kind of. Uh, take that and 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 run with it. So thank you for being part of the You're team, welcome. and um, <laughs> glad to have you, Tony. Yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, so uh, we'll talk more about the clean and safe as we go through. And of course, um, we're going to have to take a break here in just a moment. But uh, Brittany, you are the marketing and events manager. And how long have you been with us? It's been eight years, I believe, yeah. going on nine years. Yep. Yes. Yep. Wow. Almost Long double. Time. Almost double digits. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, yeah. Back in the day, it was uh, uh, it was just you and me and and our admin Phyllis. And now that we've grown our staff with the clean and safe manager Tony, and we've got a part time marketing assistant Krista. Uh, we're able to accomplish a lot more. I feel like we're doing um, we're doing a lot, and we're going to share with you uh, after the break all the all the updates on First Friday, kind of the processes and procedures that we we do, and why we do the things we do. Because you know, people sometimes get grumpy with us when uh, we don't give them the answer that they want when they want a yes, and we give them a no. But we like to explain why we do that. So I hope you will stick with us and uh, listen to us after the break. We're back. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. We are talking about the Lakeland Downtown Development Authority, better better known as just Downtown Lakeland. We don't usually uh, describe ourselves as the Lakeland Downtown Development Authority because that's a mouthful and nobody really knows what that is or, you know, for the most part, doesn't really care. They just want to know that they come downtown, it's clean, it's safe, and there's fun events to do, right? That is correct. Right. <laughs> They'll so just call us the city, the but we're not the city. Right. We're not the city. That is true. Speaking of that, yes, maybe I should give a little quick update about what the LDDA is. I'll just take a 30 seconds to refresh everyone's memory. I'm sure they all have it memorized. But what the Lakeland Downtown Development Authority actually is, is a special taxing district. We're an independent special district. We were created by the legislature in 1977. Um by the property owners. The property owners at that time said we would like to tax ourselves uh, so that we can uh, use those funds to improve the district in many, many ways. And how that has taken shape or form has changed over the years. I mean, we are what well, we are not the same LDDA today that we were back in 77, 87, 97, or even 2007. Uh, we've evolved as the needs of the downtown have evolved. And uh, but I think everything that we do is still pretty relevant. And I think that's, um, you know, we're going to get go right into the relevancy of that. Speaking of the farmer's market and First Friday. So, uh, Brittany, you are marketing and events manager, as I said before the break. And, um, you know, that that's a lot. I know I have a lot on your plate. Thank you for all you do. Yep. I started just working at the um, snap tent at the farmer's market selling uh red and green coins for people so they could buy their fruits and vegetables and then started doing first Friday and then started doing farmer's market, running the farmer's market. So uh, it's definitely evolved into a much bigger job. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but I didn't force you just for the record, right? It's all very fun. Yes. No forcing involved. No, no. You, 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 you accepted that challenge. You accepted the challenge of being full time and, and doing all these things and do a great job. But the farmer's market, uh, you know, we 
tell us tell us kind of you know people sometimes will email us or text us and say hey you know it's, it's thursday afternoon and they're like hey can i come down and set up at the farmer's market this weekend and we're like no that's not how that works right yes we don't actually say that's not how that works but that's what we wish we could say because unlike some other uh, markets we're not a pop-up type market um it's a it's one of our our vendors recently joked that it's like a farmer's market with an HOA. There's lots and lots <laughs> of paperwork involved <laughs> because we want to, you know, uh, dot all our I's and cross our T's, as, yes. as they say, so that we make sure every vendor we're bringing down has all of their license and insurance and that we're having the best curated market that we possibly can. I guess that's the key word is curated for the best experience for our vendors and for the general public. So, uh, you know, so when you say curated, we actually, it's an application process. And so, and as Brittany alluded to, there there is a lot of paperwork. And, um, but I think the paperwork has evolved over time and we've added because we've seen that, uh, you know, we get the same kind of um, questions from our vendors, uh, you know, why, why can't I have this or why can't I do that? And so we try to put things in place that sort of answer all those questions before they ever apply. You can never get them all answered, right? <laughs> it's true. They evolve over time. You're like, if you get this question for the hundredth time, you're like, I think this needs to be a form that people fill out. Right. And that's what happens. Like, like their placement in the market. We're like, oh, there's a form for that. So you right. understand why you are located where you're located. Right. Yep. It's funny, um, we joke in the office uh, quite a bit because everybody wants to be in the middle, you know, and I'm doing the air quotes, everybody wants to be in the middle. And the reality is that there is no middle without the ends, right? Correct. I mean, that's a pretty profound statement, I have to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to laugh at my jokes because I'm your boss, right? So, yeah. So, you know, everyone wants to be in the middle. And so we have a process for that. We have a system for that. We, we, we think about it carefully. And, and uh, much like when you go to a grocery store, I think there are people who get paid a lot of money to figure out where things need to go on the shelves. And we we do that. We consider the street kind of our shelves and how do we place people in such a way that is best for the customer and is also best for the vendors. Because I think you you had mentioned something about another comment about um, too many of something. Tell us what you were saying about that earlier. Um, so we don't want, for example, I was talking to a vendor recently and said, you know, I love the fact that you curate this market because I've been to markets where you pay a lot to set up and then you get there and every other vendor is a candle vendor or every other vendor is selling sublimation products. And it's not a great experience for the vendors themselves or for the customers who are coming to see a variety of products. Right. So, you know, we don't take everyone who applies. Uh, oftentimes we have categories that are closed, if you will, or at least automatic waitlisted. And that's because there are a lot, a lot of people that are making a, the same type of product. And if we let all of them in, we would be, you know, we'd have 50 candle vendors. Yep. At least at this point, right? <laughs> and then nobody would succeed and the, the public would be bored and everything. So even though it makes it sad sometimes to have to turn away amazing vendors who apply with us, um, we put them on the wait list. We hope we can get to them in the future, but there's just not room for them right now so that the vendors we do have have success because we want them all to succeed. Correct. And we've had great success. We've had probably a, about a dozen vendors who have who've jumped into a bricks and mortar over the years. And, um, and that's, we, we, we want that. We want them to come and use this market to test their products, test their pricing, um, build their customer base, and then sort of launch them into whatever their next step is, whether it's a food truck, if they're food or a restaurant or a retail space. Uh, our goal is that they all leave us one day. We're like parents. So we want that. <laughs> we want them to leave the nest one day and grow up and, you know, be successful without us and come back and visit. 
That is correct. Yes. <laughs> so in terms of um, the first Friday, we've got a great first Friday theme coming up, Mardi Gras. Um, why don't you tell us kind of what the details are about that? Mardi Gras is always a very fun and popular event. Um, so we have a local band, Zydeco Music, uh, the Porch Dogs, who are going to be there entertaining us. Um, we always have beads out and about in various locations, some being thrown from the balconies. Some exhibitors are going to bring be- beads to give out because you can't have Mardi Gras without beads. Right. And then we have some entertainers like stilt walkers, face painters, um, balloon sculptors, um, that kind of thing to add to a carnival-like atmosphere. And then uh, we are also going to have, um, hopefully, oh, that that alcohol permit. So that means you can buy alcohol at this event. So you can walk around with your adult beverage and enjoy yourself in that respect. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And be responsible. And be responsible. Thank you, clean and safe manager, Tony. (laughs) That's right. Be responsible. Yeah, you really can't have, I mean, I'm from New Orleans. You can't have Mardi Gras without alcohol. I'm sorry. It's just, it just, it's just that they go hand in hand, unfortunately. Adds to the atmosphere. Yes, it does. (laughs) Uh, But to be fair, I'm, I'm pretty proud of our Lakelanders. I mean, we've, we've, we have good events and, and everyone behaves and, and everyone gets along. And even though they're super crowded and, and people are sometimes elbow to elbow, I think everyone's really respectful and just there to have fun and enjoy themselves. So we we don't ever really have anybody that gets grumpy about about things. Um, and what's good about those events is, are, is that you can purchase it from the businesses and walk out with a you know plastic cup and enjoy the rest of the event. So we want you to definitely patronize our bricks and mortar bars and restaurants who hopefully will give us some uh, drink specials that we can share with you on the website as the event approaches uh, so that you can enjoy that. And definitely we'll have some of them spill out into the streets in terms of being able to sell uh, into the streets. And so, yeah, so First Friday Farmer's Market, like I said, are 20 years old. Um, Farmer's Market uh, started in the 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 um, parking lot of where the apartment complex No Bay is right now uh, so, so many years ago and then was um, quickly, I think in, within a year or two, moved to the state building's promenade, which is the Curtis Peters Curtis Peterson State Building right there across from uh, the railroad tracks or just north of the railroad tracks, I should say. And, um, and then back, I think it was like 2011, it moved into the streets of Kentucky. And that's really when it took off. I think that's really when the public started taking notice and, and, and discovered it. So we'll talk a little bit more about, um, farmer's market and first Friday, and then we'll get back to Tony, have some tough questions for Tony. When we come back, stick with us. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And in the studio with me today are two of my fellow staff members, Brittany Melson, Marketing and Events Manager, and Tony Davila. Davila? Villa or Vila? Davila. Davila. Like, okay, never mind. I won't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Tony is our clean and safe manager. Uh, and so happy to have both of these. These are two full-time positions with the Lakeland Downtown Development Authority, better known as Downtown Lakeland, because we don't really, um, we answer the phone Downtown Lakeland. I think that's the easiest thing. So as we were talking about sort of the update about LDDA and um, some of the things that we're doing, uh, the things that are most public facing uh, are are the events and um, and the clean and safe initiatives, because 
you know, I think downtown in general, for the most part, Tony, I think you can probably attest to this, is that it's for the most part, it's pretty clean, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you're not uh, you're not picking up trash, you know, 24 hours a day when you're out there. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're there mostly for when something's, you know, not functioning properly and right. uh, trying to get it get get it attended to quickly um, mm-hmm. and and bring it to the attention of of the city. Because again, the public works has uh, many 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 square miles of of city to cover, and uh, we're hyper focused on just the the small acreage of, of downtown. So. Uh, we try to empower you to uh, handle and, and fix situations that you can by learning how does the compactor really work, right? How many times? <laughs> Too many times. Yes. <laughs> they have some glitches there, some hydraulics uh, issues here and there. But um, by giving you the power to to fix the small problems and not have to uh, bother, if you will, the, the city folks to come down and, and take away from what they're doing elsewhere in the city, it's just helpful and so um, that's one of the services that we provide. Um, so back to the the events for just a moment, because that seems to be probably the biggest thing that we're known for is is the events. We do, if you count each individual farmer's market as an event, which one should, because it is. I mean, you know, so a lot of events are sat one day a year from 8 to, you know, 2 p.m. in Munn Park, right? Correct. And we do that 48 times a year. Correct. Yep. Yeah. 49 when, well, no, 48. Right? Yeah. 48 yeah, times. 48. Yeah. <laughs> 48 times. We're not, we don't do it in August. That's the one month that we let everyone take a break. And I think the vendors are ready for that break in August. But so 48 uh, farmers markets, um, 12 first Fridays, 12 tasty, two day, t- tasty Tuesdays, um, night markets, festive Fridays, festive flicks. We do a lot of events. I think it's upwards of 80. That's so a lot of events. it is. And you, yeah, you you're working most of those. So, so first Fridays kind of tell us what's, how is that different than a farmer's market? So first Fridays is not as curated as the farmer's market. Um, there isn't sort of the same level of paperwork required, so to speak. <laughs> and then also um, exhibitors, uh, businesses that we wouldn't allow at the farmer's market can come and promote themselves at first Friday. So plumbers and people running for political office and churches and all kinds of different local businesses who want to get the word out, they can sign up to come to first Friday and be an exhibitor. And then, uh, we refer some vendors who we can't accept at the farmer's market to join us for the maker's market at first Friday. So if you're a crafter and you want to try something just once a month, that's less expensive, um, then you can try Baker's Market at First Friday. And then we also have a limited number of food vendors. Very yeah. limited. And a car show. Yeah, the <laughs> car show over on Tennessee. So, yeah, so First Friday started. It was – we did not close the streets. We did not uh, have vendors in the streets. We didn't have themes. It was just come downtown and enjoy the shops and restaurants that are opening late because many of the restaurants back when – in 2004 when we started – didn't even have nighttime hours. Uh, we had very few. And so now we're just, um, we're bursting with great restaurants that stay open for, you know, lunch and dinner, which is great for our downtown. It helps expand, you know, the hours of, of, of enjoyment for the public because, you know, most everyone works and a lot of people are still on sort of that nine to five. So if your downtown is also nine to five, then you don't get to enjoy it except but for maybe Saturdays. So, it's great to have the the restaurants open late. We've got a great, lot of great restaurants. Um, so in terms of First Friday, um, what are the I guess so, what are the some of the challenges that we've we've had over the years at 
um, producing that event. What do you think? Well, for farmer's market, um, you have about 130 vendors attending every week. They know where they're going for the most part. Mm -hmm. They go the same place every week. It's early in the morning, so they don't have to deal with traffic. All those kinds of things are easier. I would say we have 200 plus people showing up for First Friday. Um, They're coming in the busy rush hour (laughs) of everybody trying to get home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say logistically, that that would be, uh, what was the question about challenges? Logistically, that's that's a challenge. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's a lot of people to, to... Educate, tell them how to enter, try to get everybody in safely, lots of staff we have to deal with. So it's just a much bigger, uh, bigger, lots of moving pieces for that yeah. event. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think from, you know, the outside looking in, because Tony, when you first, when you were doing like security, you were aware of First Friday, but you didn't work it when you were the right. contracted security person. Now that you sort of flipped into that role, you know, how would you, how would you describe First Friday as somebody who's a newcomer and just kind of entering this role? Um, organized chaos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I'll I'll lean on the organized side right. of it versus the chaos. But yeah, that's exactly right. I think we kind of we we talk about the witching hour when we're on our walkie talkies because right. uh, because that sort of five o'clock to to six o'clock when most of the vendors are coming in to the event area to set up. Uh, and we're still trying to get people out that are working and and leaving the area and clearing out all the cars on the streets, uh, you know, between the five city blocks on Kentucky and I think two city blocks on Tennessee and Main Street and Pine Street. I mean, we're we're clearing out a lot of space uh, to bring pedestrians into that space where cars uh, usually live. So it's a challenge. And I, I, I think we I think we do a good job. So I think the the folks who kind of, you know, are grumpy that they can't get in at the last minute and they, you know, like, oh, how, you know, why can't I just come? If we just if we let everyone do that, it would not be organized chaos. It would be just what? Chaos. chaos. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we got to keep the organized part. And so, yeah, we have we have paperwork, we have rules, we have regulations and, uh, you know, we have we have insurance. We have people's lives and, and, and their products and their and their possessions that we have to be concerned about to make sure that everyone stays safe. And and I think we we've done a good job with that. And, and, and that's a that's because we care so much about making sure that people follow our rules. So yeah, people get grumpy and, you know, particularly me and I always have you guys escalate that to me. I'm happy to be the bad guy because ultimately it falls, falls to me. Um, but yeah, I will never compromise someone's safety for someone's uh, convenience. And um, so, you know, there it is. Let that be noted. If you're a first Friday, <laughs> if you're interested in participating, um, you know, that's that's going to be that's going to be the 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 final rule, the, the, the land, the line in the sand, if you will. Um, so, yeah, you know, we've got cars coming in. And what's interesting and in, in particularly in the last probably four or five years, mostly um, people are coming. First Friday starts at six, but people start showing up as early as five twenty, five thirty. Uh, and we and they start filling the streets, but we still have exhibitors who are trying to drive their cars in to find their space and set up. So we really have that sort of pedestrian car potential conflict uh, while we're still trying to set. We can't stop the people from walking in. There's no way to stop them. Right. So uh, and we have to let our exhibitors come in and, and set up. So I think we do a pretty good job. We've got a big staff of of of. First Friday workers that come in just for that event and know what they're doing and and take it seriously and and are and are kind of young to 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 be fair there's a lot of high schoolers yeah and, a lot uh, of responsibility on teenage shoulders and they do a great job yeah and they really yeah. do and we train them 
Yes. Yes, we do. All right. Well, we're going to uh, take another break here in just a moment and continue our conversation with Brittany and Tony, who are two of our best staff people at the... (laughs) (laughs) We have a small staff (laughs) at the Lakeland Downtown Development Authority, otherwise known as LDDA. So stick with us. We will be right back. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me in the studio are two of my favorite staff people, Brittany Melson, Marketing and Events Manager, and Tony Davila, Clean and Safe Manager. So, Tony, we're going to go back to you because um, back in the day when you first joined our team as a con- basically as a contract worker through the security company that we employed, uh, we kind of got a lot of flack, got a lot of criticism from the public because they thought, oh, you're going to hire armed security to come down and, you know, harass the homeless. And so you you filled that role. You had directives from us. What? How did that come about? Um, I took it as like a chip on my shoulder because that's not <laughs> who I am. Right, um, right. I like to build relationships with people and help them. And that's kind of what I took on um, coming into that role. Um, so dealing with the homeless downtown i just build relationships with them i got to talk with them Mm -hmm. um provide them with resources uh spoke with the businesses in the downtown area who are actually offering these people um jobs Mm -hmm. so it's just how how can i help you better your life right you know and what resources what can i who can i contact you know um so you giving me the information that that you need and then me going out there finding that information and bringing it back to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it was never go out and harass the homeless. That was never your Absolutely directive. <laughs> um, but also, um, you know, that's that's a terrible approach um, for, for many reasons, but among the ones that you just explained. But also, you know, there are some challenges. We have some folks that um, – can can come off a little, you know, aggressive or scary. And so you're there to either, A, try to redirect them uh, and also call for additional resources as needed. Um, but, you know, we have a lot of businesses that have, they're, they're small businesses, they have limited staff. And so if there's a staff person that's feeling uncomfortable that somebody walked into their business, what, how do you, how do you address that? Um, I just show support to the business. Um it depends on how the person's acting. Sometimes I'll approach them. It's all verbal commands. So mm-hmm. it's just what I call is verbal judo. And it's just uh, conversating with them, seeing what's mm-hmm. what's the issue, and then uh, acknowledging their issue. I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing that uh, we fail to do sometimes is mm-hmm. acknowledge someone's feeling or emotion. And uh, I think that's where I find more most success when doing security work and dealing with people who are angry, um, it's just acknowledging, like, okay, I do understand what you're going through, however, and then enforcing the rule, <laughs> right, you know, why right. they can't be doing that. So. Right. Yeah, it's uh, sort of de-escalation techniques, right. if you will. Yeah. And um, and you're also, you kind of tell us about what you do in terms of, you know, we have businesses that, that um, obviously we have a lot of businesses that are that close and it's dark and, and maybe they have some concerns about, 
uh, walking to their cars. So what what do you tell what do you tell these businesses? Um, we I do my best to educate them and let them know like, hey, if you know that you're parked in a two blocks away from the business you're working at, maybe parking closer or pairing up um, with a coworker or being on the phone with somebody, just being more aware of your surroundings, you know, observe the the, the street before you walk down it. Um, mm-hmm. And if you see anything out of whack, then maybe cross over the street or, you know, um, kind of be aware and, and prepared just in case. You yeah. Know? And we have a pretty small downtown in, con- in considering in all the the downtowns in all the world, right? Like we're, we, we, we love our downtown. We feel like it's really a good, Oh, that's my phone. Bad me. I swear I turned that off. Um, we, we feel like, um, it's a, it's a pretty urban space, but it's a small urban space, but you have to behave the same way in any urban space, you know? So you've got alleyways, you've got, you know, blocks to walk sometimes from your car, uh, you know, you have a lot of storefronts that that are co- people are coming and going. So, you know, we just we try to make sure that everyone um, who might be more of a suburban mindset, you know, go to the mall and, you know, or, or go to the strip center. And, and in terms of like, you know, Southgate or things like that, that you have to sort of behave a little bit differently uh, in a downtown, in any downtown. That's not to say our downtown is any different. I would say for the most part, uh, our downtown is very clean safe. and very safe. Uh, we really don't have uh, daily incidents that that you're uh, responding to in any you know in any severe sev- severity of numbers and so but you're here for that purpose and that's that's you know your your role was not oh my gosh if we don't have a clean and safe manager we, things are out of control okay. it's like you said earlier sort of being proactive mm-hmm. and providing the services to the businesses. So um, we do have night markets, Brittany. So how is First Friday? First Friday, I would think people would say is a night market in some respect. But what makes our night markets different than First Friday? A night market's kind of more like a farmer's market in as much as it's curated and there are people who are creating their own products primarily. And um, it's just a different atmosphere. It's, it's kind of like the farmer's market, but at night. And it's more <laughs> of like a party, but a controlled party. Right. So I would say that that's how it falls on the spectrum events. Yeah, and the other thing that we add to the night markets that we don't add to First Friday consistently or ever to the farmer's market <laughs> is the opportunity to have adult beverages. And so we do offer that. Um, that's another controversial topic that we probably won't get into talking to, about today, but maybe we can bring it up at a at another LDDA update uh, meeting or people want me to answer that on a, on a subsequent show. I'm happy to do so. But um, yeah, we had a lot of discussion probably pre-COVID about whether we should be an entertainment zone and have the ability to walk around with beverages, uh, alcoholic beverages all the time. Um, I'm from New Orleans. I certainly am not um, opposed to an alcoholic beverage, grew up around them and still partake in them. uh, But I am completely opposed to that. And for, for many, many reasons, but just learning what happens in other downtown districts in our state and the amount of, um, insurance and police and trash and security, all of those things uh, that you have to add to your district to make that, um, and I wouldn't even say make it successful because the the honest truth is, is that there's really no regulate way to regulate somebody walking around with a specialty cup that has, 
downtown Lakeland logo on it and say what they're drinking came from a downtown business. I think it would hurt our downtown businesses. By the way, I think if people would bring their stuff from home and they would drink, you know, they'd add it to their own cup and they'd walk around. And so that's not the goal. Our open container events are controlled and organized yeah. opportunities for um, adults to have a fun night out, but it's also still family friendly. Definitely family Absolutely. friendly. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think the folks who do partake um, certainly don't, uh, don't make it known that they're partaking in the streets, so to speak. It's, uh, it's definitely family friendly. Um, so the other thing that we could have talked about, which doesn't really pertain to either of your jobs, which is probably why we didn't talk about it, because it would have just been me off on a tangent while you guys <laughs> took a little nap in the corner, is parking. So we will talk about parking another day, but it is another important aspect of the downtown experience and something that we are very involved in, in terms of um, pushing uh, programs forward or ideas forward or uh, accessibility forward for parking and the changes. And there are changes that are coming to parking uh, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, that's really a city initiative that we've, we've, we've participated in, but I'm not going to announce anything that hasn't been announced to the city commission uh, on live radio. That would be, I would be in big trouble, I suspect, <laughs> for doing that. So I will not do that. But I do want to thank you both for coming on, even though I forced you to do it. Uh, we'll pretend like it was all voluntary. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important that f folks kind of get a brief overview of what it is that we do, uh, in addition to all the advocacy work that we do for our downtown businesses and ombudsman services and uh, try to recruit new retail businesses to downtown. Uh, the list goes on and on. But the things that I think touch the public most are events and, and safety. And so I thank you for coming on and sharing that with us. And uh, we'll... See everyone next week. So until next time, have a great week.